When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Heat, wind, thunderstorms, all severe weather we see in Wisconsin over the summer, and all can impact your electric grid on the farm. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Jeff Malcook is a project manager at A1 Electric in Monroe. He walks us through what farms need to do to keep their operation powered during severe weather. But first, Jeff says he's been seeing high demand for generators. The demand has been outrageous the last two to three years for standby generators. People are finally deciding they want to get one or they've figured out that their existing standby generator was built in the 70s and it's undersized, outdated, going to cost more to repair than it's worth. All of those factors are coming into play when it comes to the standby systems right now. And when you talk price and supply chain, if someone is looking to do any kind of electrical work on the farm, whether it's upgrading, whether it's getting this generator How long does it take to get those supplies in? Is the cost climbing too? Costs are changing daily on the commodities, the pipe, the wire. They're leveling off. They're not as bad as they've been the last three months, but they're still changing. As far as supply chains, it all depends on what you want and whether somebody else wants the same thing, not just in Monroe or Greene County, but we've reached the point that it's pretty much in the United States. Walk me through what are those the biggest problems that fa- that farmers face when it comes to weather and electricity. The biggest problems are the power never goes out when you're doing nothing on a farm. The power always seems to go out. You're in the middle of milking. You're in the middle of any process on the farm, and you get the generator out or you fire the generator up for the first time of the year, and either the transfer switch doesn't work or the generator doesn't work or you've got another issue somewhere you didn't know about. And from there, then it turns into an emergency. Those are the biggest ones. Like I say, just making sure that your generator, if you're, if you're running one that's PTO-driven, have it looked at once in a while. Every year would be great, but every couple years at least, have it taken in, put on a load test, make sure that everything's still in operational order, not so that the day you need it, it is operational. And also be aware that you know, as you do facilities upgrades, you should be looking at, okay, is my standby electrical system big enough to handle the loads that I've added? Right. Jeff, as you said, during a storm is the wrong time to find out if you have issues <laughs> with your equipment. Another thing people can, can do, too, that, that you point out, check your, is your wiring up to date? Yes, absolutely. It's just there's always something more important that day than going around and checking the poles or checking the wiring, looking up, seeing if the wires are sagging, seeing if you've got a busted support, because there's no downtime on a farm. It's always go, 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 go. There's always something to do, especially this time of year. But we are seeing a lot of a lot of rotted off poles where literally the only thing that's holding the pole up is the wire stretching between two buildings or two points. Jeff, I want to talk about lightning now. Walk us through how you, what lightning does and how do you prevent any issues from that? Lightning is a very tricky problem to protect from. There is no 100% foolproof way to protect your facility or your house from lightning. It all starts with the grounding system, making sure that your grounds are all tight, that you have a good earth ground everywhere, that everything on the facility is grounded. And then after that, we do a lot with transient voltage surge suppressors, which is a fancy word for a lightning arrestor. Do they work all the time? No, 
but they're a heck of a lot better than than the alternative, which is nothing, and they're not that expensive when you put it into the grand scheme of what it's going to cost if instead of this little transient suppression system being there, you literally blow a panel off the wall due to lightning, because we've seen that over and over and over. When lightning hits the utility, there's nothing you can do. I mean, it's just luck of the draw. Where did lightning hit, and how close were you to the strike? Did it hit a utility line? Did it hit a tree? Did it hit your harvester? Did it? It all depends where it hit and where it's trying to get to. What about other weather events, Jeff, like heat, flooding, high winds? The high winds kind of sort themselves out every season this time of year with, you know, you start to see your poles moving more than what you ever did if you still have overhead wiring. Well, there's an issue right there that you're probably going to want to address. Heat is a monster issue because nobody notices it, but electricity and heat do not get along. It makes everything a whole lot less efficient unless your system is sized for it. And you mentioned, too, if your breakers are warm, that can be an issue. Can you can you explain that? A breaker being warm isn't necessarily an issue, but it's a good place to start. And if the main breaker in your panel is warm or a little above what you'd call warm, there's definitely an issue somewhere, whether there's too much electricity draw on that panel or on the system or you've got corroded connections or your service just isn't big enough to handle all the loads that you've added in the last five years. Let's say power does go out. What infrastructure needs to be in place for you to continue operations when you're, when you're out of power? Well, the first and foremost is you have to have an emergency standby system, a, a generator, ready to go. It has to be in working order. The pull-top switch or the ronk switch or the site isolation device that transfers power from the utility to your, your generator needs to be operational. We see those with busted springs where they will not transfer a lot or bird's nests built in them. After that, it's once again, it's just checking to make sure that everything in the system is not brand new, but just ready to go in case it's needed. And Jeff, you point out size matters in this situation. Your generator needs to be able to handle the capacity to run, you know, whether it's feeding equipment, your water system, your ventilation, your milkers. Is there a, a specific target people should look out if they're if they're in the market for a generator? You know, what size are they should they be looking at? Oh, it all depends on the size of the facility and what you want to do all at once. I mean, we've got dairy farms that are running on a 100-amp generator, and we've got dairy facilities that are running on a 600-amp generator. It all depends on the size of your facility and what you need to do all at the same time. So make that list, right? Make a list of priorities. Know what you want before you go out and shop, huh? Oh, absolutely. Almost any generating or generator sales company will assist you with making a list of, okay, they'll come out to the farm, they'll check the size on your vacuum pump, your milk pump, your well pump, your cattle feeding system, your ventilation system. Then they'll ask you, okay, what has to run or what do you want to run all at the same time? Do you want it to be truly automatic where you don't even know power's out? And then from there, they can size the generator that you need for your facility. Jeff, for folks listening that here, you're doing a lot of upgrades this time of year, getting people lined up with a generator, and they're thinking about their own farm. When is it time to modernize your farm's electricity? If there's obvious problems, sagging wires, busted wires, services falling off buildings, there's, there's the easy one. If you're looking at adding a substantial load to your building or your facility, like uh, a heifer barn with ventilation fans, well, it's something that you should take a look at 
be aware that you know your service might not be big enough. Replacing smaller vacuum pumps with larger vacuum pumps because you're going to be running more milker units. Something as small as that I've seen where it totally changes the size of the service required to that barn. So as soon as you start to think about doing one of these things, you really should just bring in your local electrician just for nothing else, just to keep him in the loop so he can warn the the owner of, okay, you're going to have an added expense here if you do this, so there's no surprises on the tail end. With energy prices as they are, are are people thinking more efficiency? Are they looking for more efficient source of power? What about renewables? Renewables are coming. They're the hot topic right now, but in the farming industry, the technology isn't quite there yet. Now, they've got solar panels that will run your house, can can power your house, yes. But there's a big difference between a house and a full-blown dairy facility, at least today, with today's technology. Now, the future, yeah, the technology will catch up. We do a lot with solar. We do some with wind, but wind is kind of fallen by the wayside, for lack of a better word. But you do see a lot of demand for LED lighting, is that correct? Huge. Everything now is LED. Nobody wants fluorescent. Nobody wants, well, incandescent is gone. Metal halide is done. Everything now we do with lighting is 99% LED. Energy-efficient fans, uh, variable speed drives on vac pumps and circulation systems in the barns. Just anything to cut their total usage will save them money. When is the best time to get your electrician involved when you're doing a project on the farm? When the farmers start thinking about adding a heifer shed or adding a milking parlor, get your local electrician, the, the guy that you're comfortable with, that you've done business with for years and years, get him involved from the start so that he can go, okay, well, let's do this, let's look at this. There are so many programs and rebates out there right now through the Farm Rewire program with Alliant, with uh, Focus on Energy, and with some other state grants that if the sooner we're involved, the sooner we can start looking for money to save you. Jeff Malcook along with us, project manager at A1 Electric based in Monroe, Wisconsin, speaking to what farmers should keep in mind as we head into severe weather and what that means for their electric grid. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.